0: Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to share with you my conversation with business consultant and marketing coach and mom of two young ones, Ling Wong, who shared her thoughts on managing a busy life through clarity and discernment. You'll find information about Ling, links to the tools she recommends, and various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 64. And now let's get right into my conversation with Ling. I am really excited today to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Ling Wong. Ling is a business and marketing coach and mentor and uh, has a lot to share about mindset and some things that uh, we all need to hear. And so I'm really excited to both hear about that and also hear a little bit of her perspective and her ways of dealing with living a busy life as a woman in the 21st century. So welcome, Ling. Ling. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Laura. Well, I'm very excited to have you here. I know you have a lot to say about mindset and about business and marketing and lots of things. But before we get into any of that, can we first talk a little bit about how you manage your own busy life? Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. So, you're you're a wife, you're a mom, you are uh, you you run your own mentoring, consulting, coaching business, as we were talking <laughs> about. Yeah. Tell me a little bit, just to get set some context, a little bit about what's a typical day like for you, if there's such a thing as a typical day, but what what would mm-hmm. that be like for you?
1: Yeah, actually, I love routine because it really helps me have a framework so that my mental energy isn't focused on, oh, what am I going to do next? But, but within the um, you know, like, what chunk of activity am I going to do next? But what within that a chunk of activity, within that category, what am I going to do? So that actually saved me a lot of mental energy, and I absolutely love routine. It's a funny thing to say because I kind of like encourage people to think out of the box and, you know, really do things differently. But in a way, for for running my life, I really appreciate having a structure.
0: Well, and sometimes don't you find that having some structure for the day-to-day kinds of things frees up your mind to be creative? Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: And that's the intention, really, is that so I don't have to wonder, you know, like what I have to do, but I sit down and do it. Okay. And that way it really frees up the mental energy for something, you know, for me to be more creative and to be more productive. Because if you're wondering what you're doing, then you're not doing the thing.
0: So- <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very good point. And so you have, you, you were telling me you, you have a husband, you have two small children, you have yeah. the business. How, do, how does your day sort of unfold for you just in general?
1: So it's funny, like um, when people talk about productivity, there's a lot of gurus out there who are talking about, oh, you know, you have to do this as like a productive way of doing things. You wake up and you meditate and you have green juice and you have complete silence for like 90 minutes. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, You know how it is, right? You wake up and it's it's like the first thing I wake up is to scramble to get three people out the door. Yeah. Pack lunch breakfast, coffee, y- you know, like just you know, get dressed, brush your teeth, like all that good stuff. I mean, m- not my husband, like he doesn't need my help brushing his teeth, thankfully. <laughs> so first of all, I just want to say that it's a losing battle to try to squeeze some arbitrary routine or framework or rules designed by someone who knows nothing about my life into my life.
0: Yeah, very true.
1: Back to my day, it's like um, seven to eight is scramble, And when I get everybody out the door, then it is the time for me to sit down with my cup of coffee and look at my computer. And that's the other thing that's kind of like, oh, big no, no for some of those gurus is that I look at my email, no problem, because I, you know, it is a one man show for me. So if there's anything urgent, time sensitive, you know, um, client service related, client related, I want to be able to respond hmm. And they take discipline because I'm not going to be attending to everybody's agenda. Right. In my inbox, like Brandon Brashat used um, like to say is that your inbox is an organizer for other people's agenda. And that is true. If you don't have the discipline
0: yeah. to
1: sort of like say, OK, I'm going to just get to what is important and leave the rest alone. Like, really, leave it alone. Like, don't even worry about it.
0: Kind of leave it alone. So in the morning after everybody's left, you're checking just sort of triaging it to see exactly. what what needs attention right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah. And also it helps me, I, my brain doesn't kick into gear yet, so I can't really like start doing productive like the moment I sit down. So replying to a few of these emails, I actually select email to reply to, to help my brain kick in gear, kick into work mode. Okay. And that actually is, you know, it's kind of helpful. I'm productive. I get into work mode and just get ramped up in a way, you know, drink my coffee, that helps. <laughs> um, and usually nine to about 10.30, 11 is client time or time for income generating activities. So that's like, you know, um, sort of head down, no distraction, no, so you know, no Facebooking, nothing ping, nothing rings. Do my work, mm. or service clients, right? Um, have client calls, or do interviews, or write, or anything like that. That is, you know, sort of income pro- in the income-producing activity category to move my business forward.
0: Okay, and so you work from home then? Yes, okay. I do. Got it. Okay,
1: that takes discipline too. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, you know, no laundry, no distraction. Like it's not I, I'm home doesn't mean that I am not working. So that's um, another thing that a lot I know a lot of people, especially, you know, people who wear a lot of hats, um, woman, mom, wife, needs to train people around them to understand. Yeah. And then after that I and and that's to the point where I feel antsy, I feel like my focus is deteriorating, my productivity is going down. It is time to get my butt up and to move around to work out and Working out is non-negotiable in my life because I know that when I get the chance to move to work out, I'm more productive. I'm more creative. Mm. So it is non-negotiable. And I work that into my, just into my life. People are like, Oh my God, you're so good. You go work out every day. I'm like, if I don't, then I am just. Bad for the rest of the day. Like, I can't get myself to be productive and creative. And I guess, and, and also, most of my idea comes up, you know, during yoga, during my run, during my cycling. And then when I get home to do work, I sit down and execute. I don't have to like think about it. So it's kind of like really a routine thing for me to just get up and move, um, you know, around 10 30, 11 or so. Um, and, and also, the good thing is that because I have started some work, I have something to
0: marinate. Mm, yeah, when I move. That's an interesting approach because, you know, a, a lot of people, and of course, because you work at home, you have a little more flexibility than yes. some people would. But a, a lot of times you think in terms, a person thinks in terms of got to get that workout out of the way first thing in the morning. And I like the idea, I hadn't thought about this before, but to work for a while and then go work out and you've got some things for your mind to noodle over while you're working out.
1: Yeah, and and it's funny because when, I mean, I do some pretty grueling um, climbs on my bike. Like I'm a roadie, so my typical loop is about 24, 25 miles um, climbing over 3,000 feet or so. So that's a lot of pretty grueling climbs and it's just like, you know, head down, pedal to the metal, do it. But it is that space when you can your, your mind can just go wander is where magic happens because yeah. you just can't be thinking and peddling at the same time you go backward so but I, I think the really what I really like about this um you know this flexibility is that I can really you know look at what I have on the docket what I need to think about and have some input and then take it with me to let it um, to have the space for the creativity to come through
0: yeah, that's great yeah
1: so you know I get back I shower feel fresh and then there will be another couple of hours of heads down focused nothing ring nothing ping um, until the kids get back around 3.30, get them sorted you know they want cartoon fine by me <laughs> um, so the, the the space you know kind of the four to five I still do work but it's kind of where I You know, it is when I knock things off the to-do list, like things that needs to be done, but not urgent, not important, like scheduling some tweets or replying to emails or just things that I don't need a whole long, undisturbed chunk of time.
0: Sure. when Because you know that with your young ones around, mm-hmm. you're likely to be interrupted. Exactly. You can't focus. You can't completely disregard the fact that there are children in the house. Mm-hmm. So you can't get into that zone of focus maybe that you might have done earlier. That makes sense.
1: But those tasks need to get done. Sure. So it's, it's a good time to just knock them off. Mm-hmm and then um, later in the afternoon slash early evening is kids dinner preparing the grown-ups dinner bathtub get them sorted for sleep all that good stuff right that takes out Mm -hmm. that will bring me to about seven o'clock when I just get them sorted in the bedroom they could hang out and do whatever when I sit down and that's when I really just you know kick back I then that is when I wrap up the work day. So I want to know what I have done for the day, what needs to be done tomorrow, get it sorted, feel good about it. And and I think what's important is feeling good about it, feeling that I have tied up some loose ends. So tomorrow morning when I open my computer, it is fresh.
0: Sure. And you have a sense of what the plan is to start the next day.
1: Exactly, exactly. Nice. Yeah. So that's, um, that's usually how my day goes.
0: Well, it's, you know, it's, it sounds like you've been doing this for a while. You've figured out a system or an approach that works for you and a routine mm-hmm. that works for you and for your mm-hmm. family. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. What are the biggest challenges that you face when it comes to managing your life? And by that, I mean, you know, for some of us, it's saying no. For some of us, it's organizing our Paperwork or our belongings or our home or our office. For some, it's time management and goal setting. Everybody has kind of different areas that are maybe not as easy for them and they have to think mm-hmm. about or work on harder. Anything like that for you that's a challenge for you?
1: Um, I identify myself as a multi passionate, multi talented entrepreneur. So I think for a lot of me and my community, it is the bright, shiny object syndrome.
0: Ah, yeah. The bright, shiny object syndrome. Tell um, me about that.
1: It's not like you sit on your bum bum and do nothing, right? It's like you, the bright, shiny objects can get you to go down rabbit holes that, you know, six months later, you realize that you have been doing something that's taking you away from what's important. Mm. And that is sort of like I, what I like to call the negative productivity. Okay, because you're not—it's opportunity cost, right? Because oh, you get sidetracked, you do—you're doing something else, and you're actually not spending the time and energy on what truly
0: matters. Yeah, and so how do you how do you cope with that? If I mean, because you sound like somebody who has. Uh, Lots of ideas and and, uh, lots of kind of creative inspiration. And those can be those bright, shiny objects, you maybe have a plan of something you're working toward. And then you have this brilliant idea that kind of draws your attention. And how do you know when the brilliant idea is a bright, shiny object that should be set aside for the moment and when it really is this brilliant thing that I should go after, that I should oh. adjust my plan? how do you, How do you cope with that? How do you make those decisions?
1: Uh-huh. So the short version is two words: um, clarity and discernment. mm. So you really have to get clear on what, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a, as a coach, consultant, um, change agent, really about what, what do you want to be known for? What is my message? You know, what is my value, my conviction? How am I going to be, sort of how am I going to um, communicate
0: myself to the world? And that's very much like way back when I first launched The Productive Woman. In early episodes, I talked about for life in general guiding principles knowing mm-hmm. what are your values what matters most to you what mm-hmm. you know what are those sort of non-negotiable key principles that guide your decision making so mm-hmm. to me that's a similar kind of thing yeah. the, the clarity knowing mm-hmm. who you are that's true whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee somewhere or in whatever you do in order to make a life that matters Mm-hmm. In whatever field, yeah, you've got to know where you're going. You've got to know what matters most to you. Absolutely. Okay. So with that, it's a very strong filter, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And, and also understanding our strength because we are going to, it's not just about the, you know, let's say it's not just about the content of what we're doing, right? But we're going to sort of um, distribute the content in the format that tap into our strength. For some people, it is speaking. For some people, it is writing. Some people are good at video. Some are more into, you know, some are better with audio, right? So what is your strength in expressing your own message, in expressing what you want to put out there? Okay. I see a lot of people struggle with, oh, you know, they see people doing video and doing all these things, right? And they stress themselves out, Because they, oh, I can write. But they're really good with talking in front of a camera. But they think, oh, I need to have a blog. I need to write blog posts like three times a week. How am I, how am I going to do that? And they stress themselves out. And what I like to say is, if you try to work your, bang on your weaknesses, just try to make it work. The, at best, it's going to mediocre. And mediocrity is not where your big bucks lie.
0: Yeah. And that's, isn't that true just everywhere, not whether, whether it's business or personal life or whatever, we need to acknowledge and know what our strengths are, know what our weaknesses are, and probably focus on those strengths and, you know, work on improving the weak areas, but, Uh but our, our most, uh the center of our effectiveness as human beings is Mm -hmm. on those strengths, those, whatever those gifts are that we were, you know, that we were born with. So you said there were two words, clarity. And what was Mm -hmm. the other one? Discernment. Discernment.
1: Well, that comes after clarity because with the clarity, you have a strong filter Mm -hmm. and then you can discern whether something, you know, that pops into your mind is actually the right thing for, you know, whatever that you want to be doing you know, business, career, whatever, family, relationship, right?
0: Sure. And so do you have, if you're, you know, if you've got say projects that you're working on that, that are your primary focus at the moment for Mm -hmm. particular clients or initiatives that you're undertaking for your business or for your family that for that matter, Mm -hmm. and then you have these other inspirations that could be distractions, but because of your clarity, you, you know, you're going to keep your focus where it belongs but you have discerned that these are perhaps good ideas, but not for now. Do you have a a system for capturing those so that uh when you've finished the project you're working on and you're ready to take on something else, you you haven't lost these good ideas that you had? Mm-hmm. Well,
1: pretty simple. I have a Word document on my desktop, you know, where I just park all the ideas. Ah, okay. You know, just bring them, because there could be like gems of, really good stuff there that just is not the right opportunity or it's just haven't found this right expression. Sure. But if you pocket it there and let it marinate, and sometimes there's just chemistry when a few ideas, well, you know, when I see a few ideas on the paper and they actually work with each other.
0: Yeah, great idea. That's a great idea.
1: And, and I think there's so many of um, the multi-talented, multi-passionate folks that I work with and I, ex- I have experience with is that they have a lot of things swirling in the head mm. and when you just keep looping in your head is you know you you can't see the big picture
0: yeah
1: and it really it's a lot um it gives you a lot more clarity when you're able to put it on paper and see how it looks maybe it's you know put it into words because then it's sort of like you're communicating with someone
0: yeah
1: to at least like a proof of concept kind of thing. Like, you know, when you write it down, is it making sense?
0: What do you think about journaling?
1: I try that. It's a funny thing for me because I think sometimes it helps. Sometimes I just feel like I'm journaling till I turn blue and I'm still going in circles. And it Uh helps to, you know, really get someone who sort of gets it to help me through the process ah. rather than me just keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. Yeah. So it's, um, and there's also, um, I think it's also the kind of journaling exercise, whether it is from someone who knows me that give me that particular assignment mm-hmm. or, you know, I work with a coach and I, first of all, in the beginning, I really resist the journaling thing because I have done it. And it's just from some canned journaling thing that you know you take up a book or from some you know group program that doesn't really care who you are. Mm-hmm. So I resisted that. But those particular questions that she gave me to ponder upon, because it is for me for where I am at. You know, it is powerful because I what I need at that moment to dig deep.
0: Yeah. Very good. That's an interesting approach. And a, a, I like that idea of, of whether it's a friend or a consultant or a coach or somebody who knows you, understands where you want to go, who can ask those really good questions to get your brain going, get you thinking in the yes. direction that you need to at that moment. Mm-hmm. I think that can be, for some, especially I would think for somebody who's kind of stuck On what to do next and where to go with their life next. It Mm -hmm. seems like that could be a really helpful thing.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how one or two questions can open up a lot of things when it is asked at the right place at the right time. Yeah. In reaction to the rice. The, the the right stimulus maybe, yeah. um, you know I, I I mean I have just want to share a little piece of experience I I have um, a lot of clients with you know I, I always give the, them a little prep work before we start a program for the private program, and you know there's there are only so many sort of like the foundational business sort of business and marketing coaching questionnaires or questions out there right. <laughs> you know, boil down to it, it's nothing like so groundbreaking. But they always come to me saying that what the questions that I ask them, they have done it at least a few times, they have been around the block. But the way that I asked it, the context and the comments that I give them after their initial answers, help them dig deep, mm. help them really reflect on you know, those pieces that they think they got it, right? Yeah. Because I, I think it's the context that, like, you know, when, when it's asked in a different way, then you just feel like, oh, it's a business stuff. I'm just going to give a business answer.
0: Yeah.
1: Versus, the, you know, in a different way that it's being asked, it flipped to a more introspective kind of um, context, and that helped them to see, oh, it's not just about the dollar and cents. It's really about me you know, expressing myself through my business.
0: Yeah, very, very cool. I can see how that could be very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. So on a practical level, in juggling the, uh, managing the, the various roles in your life, because you're a wife, you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur, you're a coach to mm-hmm. your clients or a, a mentor, Uh, And I want to talk in a minute about kind of what that is that you do, but do Mm -hmm. you have any particular tools that you like for managing all those different demands to make it for making sure that you're in the places you need to be and you don't miss a phone call or you don't forget to do certain things that need to be done? Are you a digital calendar kind of girl mm-hmm. or a paper? What? How do you, anything in particular that you use to kind of keep everything rolling along? Both. The digital calendar,
1: my iPhone, is mm. for the day-to-day the execution, right? Phone call, client call, I don't know, kid's doctor appointment. Um, kids doesn't have school, right? That's like the big all-day ding, 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 don't schedule anything <laughs> uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So that's the for the digital execution with the reminder and all that I keep it on my iPhone, but I also have a print a calendar printed out. That's kind of the bigger picture planning, right? What needs to happen for my business? what content am I going to schedule what marketing activity is happening so that is the sort of like that's the paper because I like to have little stickies going it's a sort of a visual thing and also when you're playing around with little stickies it gives you the sense of fluidity like okay I can just take this off and put it around and and play around with it to see how it all looks like you know it just feels like I'm not it's not set in stone, yeah, and it gives me the sort of the bigger picture because i, I it's literally zoomed out right it's not like oh i'm it's really the the visual gives you um affects your perspective sure. when you have the month printed out and taped on the wall, you have the five thousand foot view, yeah versus when you're scrolling on the calendar, you see the next day or two.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I'm very much a a digital person. As anybody who listens to this show knows, I'm a total Apple geek. I own all their stuff and my (laughs) my calendar and my task manager all sync among them. But I have a big full year calendar on my wall above my computer that I can lay out kind of the big picture of, all right, how often am I out of town and which conference am I going to attend and when do I want to schedule time off to mm. just relax and think. And I, there's a real value in having that just one place that you can look at to see the whole big picture. So yeah, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about your business here in just a second. But I I ask, uh, there's one question I love to ask every guest, because I, I learned so much from the answers. And that is, you have a plan for your life and your days and you kind of have your routine and you seem to be a person who's very focused on accomplishing things both for yourself and your family and your clients and all that. But do you ever have a day when it just, it all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track?
1: Wow. I I think when things just like get, all crazy, especially for work for business. The one question: What is this one thing? If I going to if I going to ha- get one thing done today mm-hmm. and just call it a day and feel good about the day, what would that one thing be? Mm. And go do that one
0: thing. That's a great question to ask when you know when every you got things coming at you from all directions and it's completely overwhelming. To take that moment to take a step back and ask that question. I think that's a great approach. So I want to be respectful of your time, but tell me and and the listeners a little bit about what you do, because you're, we talked a little bit before we started recording about the, uh, you know, you're kind of thinking about the labeling of it, but, but what yeah. is it that you do? You work with creative entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or what, t- tell me, tell us what you do.
1: Well, I work with creative people, not, not necessarily people doing design or, you know, in that, you know, not you don't have to be painting picture, or drawing picture, or doing design to be creative. Right. Um, I had a background in design and architecture, and I would say being an entrepreneur for the past um, few years has been one of my most creative times. Mm. So. I like working with creative people who are multi-talented and multi-passionate, mostly coaches, consultants, and solo entrepreneurs um, who really want to get the message out. So getting into business is not just for the dollars and cents because, come on, we don't, you you know, at least if you stay in the cubicle, you get health insurance. Anyway, (laughs) um,
0: (laughs) And so what do you, what do you do with these people? If somebody was to call you, uh, you know, whatever their business might be, maybe they want to start a coaching business or they have whatever kind of business they have and they call you and they say, Ling, help me. What is your process in, you know, in just a minute or two?
1: Yeah, so it is to help them with their business and marketing. It could be coaching, it could be consulting. You know, that, that's just like depending on the context, the situation, what comes up during the the you know each set, session. It it could be more of a coaching type relationship, it could be more of a consultant type, or it could be a mentoring type. But at the end of it is, I want to help my I help my clients find that one cohesive message because they're multi talented and multi passionate. And it's very hard for these people in the traditional sort of marketing training and coaching context to really find that underlying golden thread that helped them tie everything together and feel that all of them are being acknowledged in the work that they do in their business, in their marketing. And I believe that if you find this golden thread your message will be very powerful and so will your marketing and marketing is not just like something that you do to make money it's just dragging your feet kind of thing it is part and partial of the way that you communicate your message to the world
0: very cool
1: so it is about the business and marketing but i also do a lot about um, mindset because i have done the thing i mean i'm like type a do it do it do it and I, my clients are also like that, very smart people. When some things are not happening, it's not because they don't want to do it or they don't have the know-how to do it. It is something in the mindset that got them stuck, that got them like feel like they cannot do it or they just like keep saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, but they never get to it. And of course, they know that those excuses that they put out is not the real reason. Mm. What I like to say is, I bring a mindset and psychic twist to the table. That psychic part is, um, I'm very um, sort of empathetic, and I really am. I'm very intuitive. So a lot of times, that bypass the whole talk. You know, like let. The, the coaching piece that let the client lead the conversation and let them talk. Like if I pick up something, I'm just going to tell you and smack you in the face rather than get you to talk for 45 minutes, talk to you turn blue and then we hang up the phone.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, and, and my clients really appreciate that because I'm just like, okay, you know, let's just get to the bottom of it because they have done their, you know, they have done their share of journaling and talking and they know that there's something behind it that, they themselves are not seeing that they need help seeing
0: to create that cohesive message and and to yeah. get
1: over what is really they
0: need to get over yeah Okay. Well, that's, I mean, it sounds like uh, you, you it, I can hear in your voice, you're very passionate about what mm-hmm. you do and you, you enjoy it very much. And it sounds yeah. like, a, you know, you're really kind of on that path of making a pretty great life for you and your two little boys and your husband and, and doing all the things you're doing. What's on the horizon for you? Do you have uh, any books publish, being published, any speaking engagements that people might want to know about? I am working on is the book thing. It's like one of the things I have to get over for myself is
1: because I am always sort of like having new ideas and stuff. And this is one thing about book is that you really have to nail it and then work it. So I am, I, I think I have, I, I was, I was doing my, my 10 mile run today and I just have this glimpse of a book idea that I think I'm going to nail it. So yes, that is on the horizon. I love writing and I would love to really put a body of work out there. I am starting a blab series on um, Blab. Um, that's the live streaming Oh, I love Blab. That, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I'm going to have you come on as a guest, as a co-host. Oh, that um, would be fun. Yeah. So it's kind of a casual thing, but I'm testing it out because I love connecting with, you know, other people who also um, work with solo entrepreneurs and coaches and consultants and change agents and just sort of like really just open up the conversation. It's not about, You know, oh, I'm interviewing these people, and it has to be an affiliate thing, this and that. It's just like a casual conversation to open up, you know, different ways of thinking and approaching things.
0: Well, very good. Where can people connect with you online, Ling, if they want to learn more about what you're doing or or just connect with you in general? Yeah. So um, my website um,
1: URL is business-soulwork.com. It's business soulwork.com. And, um, you know, if you just want to read my articles, just bypass the whole, you know, homepage bells and whistles thing, you can just go to forward slash blog. I write a lot and um, I really enjoy sharing my thoughts with people that way.
0: And are you on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, anywhere else? Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: Yeah, Twitter handle is, um, Slibery. That's, um, my other business's name. Um, so it's, um, S-L-I-D-E-B-E-R-R-Y. That's the Twitter handle.
0: Okay. And we'll put links to all this in the show notes so people can find you. You had mentioned in our email exchanges setting this up that you had something you wanted to offer the listeners, if they wanted to kind of learn a little more about your approach and your process, the the winning formula thing. What is this? Yes. So this is a
1: free training series called How to Design Your Winning Formula. And this is your winning formula in in business. It is really about helping people, like I said, right, nail that one cohesive message that I know is so important, but also find the words that communicate it that give us justice, that sells essentially. Okay. And also design a plan to cut the busy work and do what matters.
0: Sounds awesome. We'll, we'll uh, And
1: folks can find it at business-soulwork.com forward slash YWF-free.
0: Great. And again, I'll put a link for that in the show notes and people yeah. can find it there this has been so great and so helpful. You had also shared uh, some articles. You sent me some links for some articles. We'll put those in the show notes. Thank really you. appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, Ling. Before we wrap up, do you yeah. have any, any last words for the listener who might be looking for a little help in getting things done and making a life that matters? You know, I don't have a lot of
1: tools or trainings or bells and whistles in that regard. I think a lot of it is having the mindset and also having the discipline to really say, I'm
0: going to do it. Yeah, very much so. Well, thank you so much, Ling. Well, thank you, Laura. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I really appreciate Ling taking the time to share her thoughts on how she manages her busy life and for her great suggestions uh, for tools and resources. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Ling? Is there anything she said that really resonated with you or triggered some thoughts on your part? Please feel free to ask your questions or share your thoughts by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 64 and scrolling down to the comment section, or you can post your questions or comments on the Productive Woman's Facebook page as well. If you want to communicate with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, and suggestions to feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or as always, you can leave a voice message by clicking on the button either on the website or the Facebook page. I look forward to hearing from you. If you enjoy the podcast in general, uh, just a reminder that I'd very much appreciate it if you'd consider rating and reviewing The Productive Woman in iTunes and in Stitcher if you, uh, if you log in there. Links to subscribe or to rate and review are available in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 64, or you can just go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes, and that'll take you right to where you need to go in iTunes. I want to say a special thank you to a few listeners who've taken the time to give me some feedback. And f- forgive me, the, these are the usernames that they use. Uh, the first one was from Just Call Me Mom, who left a really nice rating in iTunes and just a very short review saying she loves it and it's one of her favorites. So thank you very much, whoever you are. I also got a really nice bit of audio feedback from a listener in, I believe, in Korea. Her name is Jian Lee, and I want to play her feedback for you right now. Hi,
1: Rora. My name is Jian, and I am a listener of your podcast, the Productive Woman Podcast. I just want to say thank you for what you have done and what you will create in a way of podcasts and the other Great advice and tips that you pass along the way. It personally, I'm just embarking on my career. I just finished my school in pharmacy, and I'm uh, trying to pass my second um, qualifying exam. I'm really nervous about it,
0: but I am also excited to be a part of big community of the professional. So, yeah. I know I have been mumbling, but (laughs) just want to say thank you. So thank you so much, Gian, for those kind words. I'm really glad that you appreciate the show, and thanks for for reaching out. I also got some kind words from T. Nash through the feedback form on the website, and her, her message said this. She says, She discovered the show when I was on Mike Vardy's Productivityist podcast recently. She says, it's just what I was looking for. I'm mom of four very active kids who also works part-time in homeschools, and I've started listening from the beginning. She particularly liked the goal-setting and overcoming obstacles episodes, and uh, thank you very much for taking the time to write to me. Another great review from a friend and listener in Canada, I think it says i j e zero five one twelve with the username. And she says she's has been grateful since the first episode she listened to. She goes on to say Laura's doing an amazing job sharing her thoughts and wisdom with compassionate and honest manner. And I found her approach to many topics is enlightening and thoughtful. Thank you so much for your hard work and generosity to share with the world. Thank you for taking the time to send those encouraging words. And then another bit of feedback, a five-star review, a rating and a a review in iTunes from, I think this is supposed to stand for Alex, but the, the username uses some unusual symbols to spell it, but also from Canada. And this listener says, great subjects, clear and to the point. Love it. And it has helped me find good ways to improve my life quality and achieve my goals. Thank you. Thank you for taking the, uh, the time to write. And finally, one last uh, great five-star review and uh, a rating in iTunes from Prof KRG says, I love the productive woman. Laura McClellan provides excellent, realistic advice for working women who, who don't just want to do more, but want to do better. I look forward to each episode. Thank you so much, Prof KRG. Uh, I, I really appreciate it so much hearing from you. I think that's it. I'm not going to go into a lot of announcements. I think we had a lot to say in the episode. And so I'm just going to call this good for now. I appreciate you uh, listening to the show and uh, hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for spending the time with me and with Ling. And uh, until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.